Well, Trice Talk for Sunday night is certainly going down for real. <laughs> I'm Donald Wayne. I'm Dennis Lee. Oh, I've got you on the wrong one again there, Dennis Lee. Hang on a second. Got to put you where, put you on the right shelf. How you doing? Nobody puts baby in a corner. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> we haven't referred to you as a baby in a long time. <laughs> Hey, Jess. Uh. <laughs> hey, Jess. Uh, Robert and Robert Deep. Let's, I'll leave it there. Oh, I can't read the last okay. one. I think we should. <laughs> is that is that male? I think the last one starts with male, M-A-I-L. Uh, yeah, I, I, get, I get worried when you start reading off these names uh, i know well i got in trouble one time didn't i you you caught yeah, me you before did. i posted it <laughs> well yep. you know sometimes i don't always read these things out all the way um i i had no idea people could be so crafty in trying to get you to do something that you shouldn't do you know oh yeah but anyway welcome to tries talk sunday night live and uh, it's, golly, it's April the 18th. Mercy. Do you know who that was playing? Um, No. Flo Rida. I heard the song. Oh, Flo Rida. Okay. Heard- yeah, they hey, seem to have all these songs with with yeah, initials. I heard it plenty of times, but I don't always remember who the artist is. Well, you can't say that... Uh, that I, I don't try to be diverse in the musical selections. <laughs> oh yeah, you are. <laughs> no matter where I can dig it up. Well, did you have a good day? Uh yeah, yeah, wasn't bad at all. We did a little, did a little camping for a day out in the backyard. Put up a tent, yeah. built a fire, grilled some hot dogs on a wood fire, and roasted marshmallows. It was good. It was oh. a pretty day today. Oh, it was. Hated hey, hey, hey to, hey to waste it inside. So I normally try on Sunday mornings to, to work on the show and then have the afternoon free, but it was too pretty 
ended up doing some gardening and landscaping today. So it was just too nice uh, to be indoors. So I, I got see. my hands dirty today. Very good. Nothing wrong with that. No, hey, well, Moxie. that's. <laughs> hey, Moxie. Um, yeah. So other than that, I mean, I, I don't know how long this weather is supposed to last this way. I think we get another day of semi-decent. Well, we get another, yeah, we get another cool spell coming through too. Oh, good. Good. Cause we uh, need it because it, it just in a short period of time, uh, it's gonna, we're going to feel like living on the coast without the benefits of smelling the ocean air. So that's the, well, you know, it's, it's weird. They're already dealing with typhoon season, uh, with, with early typhoons over in like the Indian ocean. Really? They have a, they had a super typhoon today. Well, actually it came, started on Friday, turned into a super typhoon from Friday to Saturday with winds over 200 miles an hour. Gee, on, on the, uh, uh, Eastern coast of India, I guess. Somewhere over there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the coasts. I actually, I, actually, it wasn't in India. I think it was actually in the uh, outside the Philippines. Sorry. Oh, in Indonesia. Um, yeah. Indonesia, yeah. Indonesia. So, okay. But thankfully, it kept mainly out at sea. So they just had to worry about high surf. But 200 miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we don't see hurricanes. Um, that well, we saw some that strong last year, but we don't see them that strong usually here. No, um, it's I put, put a ripple in your shorts right there. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> something <laughs> assuming, well, okay, I'm, I'm not even, not even gonna work on that. Um, it's it, it can go nowhere but bad. So, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. I was, I was actually looking on the board to see if BP was there yet, but I was going to say something about BP, but I'll save that for hey, a few welcome, minutes. Welcome, Nilu and Danielle. I think... Um, oh, um, we should go ahead and throw out a quick... Uh, a quick reminder for everybody to put um, Honeybee, uh, that's Mrs. Partwee, in your prayers as um, she's been in the ICU with COVID. In the uh, ICU? I yeah, I just found that out last night. Oh, my I was goodness. Doing a music show last night and uh, slightly came in and, and, and let me know that that's what was going on. Oh, and my she goodness. She got COVID and got in, admitted into the ICU. She was on, uh, I think she dropped in our show here last week yep. at some point. Not long, yep, but yep, sure well, I hate to hear that. Well, yeah, certainly want to keep her in your prayers and our prayers. Um, I, I certainly didn't realize that. No, I didn't either. Slightly said he'd keep us updated. Okay. Oh. Um. Yeah, well, maybe Eric has a little information on that too. I, I uh, yeah, that he probably he probably does. Uh-huh. They slightly doing a show tonight. Uh, I don't know if he does. One. I don't think he does one on Sundays. Oh, okay. I was just wondering about Mr. Eric. 
Did I see did I see Robert in there a second ago? Or maybe that wasn't really Robert. <laughs> I never uh, know after after last week. Uh, Robert, let me, let me scroll back through here. Yeah, it was Robert. Oh, okay. Robert one and Robert two. Um, well, I guess. Well, he doesn't really go as Robert, does he? He goes as I. I, I can. You know what? I can't keep up with it. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think he has another another identity yeah. as well, besides uh, the Mister Clean show. It's it's hard for me to keep up with that, because um, as you know, I usually don't. I can't read the board while I'm doing my thing here. Right. Um. Well, I was kind of. Gee, I'm I'm gonna have to change my strategy for for the beginning of the shows because I was gonna do something, what? but I wanted BP to be around and he's not here yet, so. Um, that was my first item on my list and, uh, it won't be the same without him here. So I, let me just hold off. If you want to go to your first thing, um, and we'll see if BP oh, you, comes you in. want me to put my thing down. Okay. Well, well you know, if here. you're, if you're prepared, well, or, um, <laughs> I can, I can get it here. Rather quickly, let's see here. Get it here from where? Does it have to be shipped? <laughs> <laughs> FedExed? Uh, and and <laughs> as the, what? I think I've been I think I've been sabotaged. Uh, why is that? <laughs> Somebody do something no, to you? No evidence that Trump had relations with a buffalo. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm not really. I'm not really, is that your first story? <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, not really sure where that came from. Uh, what what news source is that? Uh, it must be the uh, the uh, Buffalo Daily. I'm not. I'm not really sure, but I I do have uh, Biden's lies about Trump. How about that? Let me go okay, with that we'll, one. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do a little this, more work. Yeah, we'll do a little more work. Cleaner the Buffalo. <laughs> Um, I think we may have pictures of the Buffalo incident. Oh, but uh, my oh, my goodness! Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, there's Robert, Mister Clean Show. That's, oh, okay. uh, How Robert shows up. Um, well, now that I've been uh, befuddled, let's. Uh, well, then who is the Robert? Is, who, that's so that wasn't Robert at the beginning. Uh, that that's the bad Robert. That's the oh, evil Robert. yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, there's um, the Washington Examiner. I, I tend to like more and more stories that I'm seeing from them. Um, this is by Zachary Halachak. Um, there's no evidence for Biden claim that Trump tax cuts encourage corporations to flee the U.S. Proponents say um, says while President Joe Biden and his administration claim the 2017 Trump, uh, Trump tax cuts need to be overhauled in part because the law incentivizes offshoring proponents of the GOP tax cuts, says uh, there is no tangible evidence to support that assertion. And Biden's newly proposed Made in America tax plan, what a joke. He aims to alter the corporate tax structure in order to pay for his $2 trillion infrastructure package. 
The administration asserts that the Tax Cuts and Jobs Acts created new offshoring incentives. The president has also hinted that the tax bill moved jobs overseas while on the campaign trail. Says former President Donald Trump's 2017 tax bill slashed taxes on companies that sent production and jobs overseas, Biden said during a September speech. Those corporations then make huge profits by shipping these foreign-made products back to the United States to sell to American consumers. Proponents of the GOP tax cuts say the legislation actually encouraged corporations not to offshore, that is, moving production jobs and jobs overseas, and altogether ended corporate inversions. Corporate inversions are when a U.S. multinational company merges with a smaller company in a low-tax country to establish residency there and reap the benefits of the lower tax rates without significantly changing its operations in the U.S. William McBride, Vice President of the Federal Tax and Economic Policy with the Tax Foundation, a nonpartisan think tank that generally supports lower tax rates, said that his organization spent time trying to find evidence that Trump tax law contributed to offshoring, but came up empty-handed. In the years prior to the Trump tax cuts, corporate inversions were a common occurrence, with dozens of companies merging with foreign associates in order to pay lower taxes. For example, in 2014, Burger King, oh, you got to love that Whopper, (laughs) merged with Tim Hortons and became a subsidiary of Canada-based restaurant brands International. Fear of more inversions was a major factor in why Republicans were seeking a tax overhaul to begin with. McBride pointed out that the 2017 tax cuts effectively ended inversions because the U.S. corporate tax rate, which sat at 35% since the early 90s, was slashed to 21% by the tax bill. It ended inversions as far as we can tell, the tax expert told the Washington Examiner. It wasn't a small effect. It completely ended inversions. There have been no inversions that we are aware of since the law was changed. McBride said that the centerpiece of the TCJA lowering the corporate tax rate was really the main factor driving the tax cost of producing in uh, the U.S. versus somewhere else. So the whole counterpiece of the tax law was reducing the ta- the cost of producing in the U.S. So it would be very strange to find that the effect was the opposite, McBride said. In fact, there is no evidence to that effect. So, I mean, it's another one of <clears throat> Biden's claims against the former administration that just doesn't add up. None yeah, of the them bill do. They passed... Yeah, the bill that they passed was actually designed to keep the jobs here in in the United States by lowering it, the the tax rate, and it did. So, you know, the beating that empty drum out there on the campaign trail. Um, Biden's newly proposed Made in America tax plan seeks to hike the corporate tax rate from twenty one percent to twenty eight percent. Pam Olson, a tax expert at accounting and consulting group PwC, 
told the Washington Examiner that she worries the Biden tax plan could have an opposite effect than what was intended. Or it'll do exactly what it was intended, you should say. Um, (laughs) I believe that the 2017 Tax Act did a lot to attract investment and jobs back to the United States. And that uh, what the president has put on the table will have the opposite effect. It will make us a less attractive place for investment and for jobs, said Olson, who also served as the Assistant Secretary for Tax Policy at the Treasury Department from 2001 to 2004. I mean, yeah, you're going you're, you're going to raise um, you're going to raise the tax rate um, what up seven points. That's a lot. Seven percent is a big increase. Well, they they've Over got the to try to do something to 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 put a little money back in the coffers after all the money they're planning on spending. Well, agree, agreed. Economically, that makes sense. I mean, we we all knew they were going to come in and raise taxes like there was no tomorrow. But you know, the, back to these infrastructure, um, you know, this two trillion dollar infrastructure plan. Cannot the states better figure out what they need uh, as far as infrastructure goes to where some may need less and some may need more? Is it really $2 trillion that is needed? You know, it's not like these individuals have been sitting around working on this for years and years and years. This is something that they've just come together through his first hundred days or so in office. Well, you know, since you and I both live in the same county, here's here's what I, I would challenge the rest of the places in the country. I, I mean, you know, federal highways, I can understand them. That that can be federal tax dollars, although that's supposed to be in conjunction with state tax dollars as well. It's supposed to be a partnership when they do like the interstate highways and, and the repairs and stuff. But here in our county, Every time we want to do certain amount of improvements, we have what we call a splosh measure, um, a spending measure that they attach to, uh, you know, when we're voting and we can vote for another ad, another, I, I think it's a normally at 1% and Dennis Lee, I believe 1% right. uh, on our tax rate here in the County. And that goes towards a specified group of programs of improvements that they want to do in the County. And we've, we've done a tremendous job in this County with that money that they, you know, and I don't, I don't mind paying an extra 1%. uh, And it's basically a sales tax. It's not an income tax. And, and, and we get our bridges replaced. We pave roads, we expand roads, we put in sidewalks, All of those projects are paid for by the taxpayers in that region through sales taxes. And that makes more sense than than we're having to pay all this money to the federal government. And then they decide who gets who gets to spend the money in these in these states that are aren't very responsible with with their money anyway. No, states that were already in trouble before all this came about. So why can't they do that? Why can't they? Of course, I know California, they probably can't afford to raise their tax rate any higher. But why why shouldn't the local people be responsible for, you know, repairing those kinds of things and doing improvements? 
That's the way it should be. Um, Senator Pat Toomey, the ranking member of the Senate Banking Committee and a major proponent of the tax, uh, the Trump tax cuts, also pointed to the 21% corporate tax rate and highlighting the effect that the TCJA had on inversions. He additionally attacked the notion that the bill incentivized offshoring of jobs by noting that before the COVID-19 pandemic, unemployment rate was at its lowest level in decades. Evidently, President Biden is unaware that immediately following the passage of the tax reform, American corporate inversion stopped, and there hasn't been one since, the Pennsylvania Republican told the Washington Examiner. Moreover, contrary to his assertion that our tax reform caused some dramatic increase in offshoring, in fact, unemployment rates were at historic lows prior to the pandemic, Toomey said. We should be trying to get back to that economy. Tragically, the massive tax increases President Biden is proposing will make it much harder to do so. Biden's newly proposed Made in America tax plan seeks to hike the corporate tax rate from 21 to 28 percent. Like we said, I mean, it's a, it's, it's, yeah. I get it. You know, they got, you know, we knew they're going to have to drag that money from somewhere. It's not free. Uh, although we can just keep printing money, but it's, it's got to be paid, you know, the debtors, the, the, the creditors that have given us that money because it's not our own money. I think we ran out of our own money a long time ago. <laughs> well, you know, uh, the, the, paper, the, <laughs> the federal government, is, it from, they, they want to be paid. The federal government is the most inefficient spender of money of any, any body in this country. Uh, probably just above, you know, above the States in that respect, but it's, Yeah. But we'll, you know, we'll post that. We'll post that article on our Facebook page. But also, you know, you've got the, uh, you've got taxes going up. You've got the cost of food is going up, and that's going to do nothing but increase. Um, with the, you know, with that little Suez Canal thing, with the, with the harsh weather that we've had, and um, all the devastation that's happened around the world. The cost of food is going up, and and we'll you know I'll, I'll have some numbers on that hopefully this week um, to do an article on the show. But that's another alarming thing. Um, you know, some of this stuff is going to be going through the roof. People who smoke think ten dollars a pack for cigarettes is bad. Wait till they start paying you know six bucks for a gallon of milk. You know, <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. No, no. People be buying cows and goats. That's right. You know, you can milk anything, Donald Wayne. Yeah, I knew you'd lead into that. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, Robert. Robert's been on for a couple of minutes here. I just want to shout hey, at him so he doesn't think we're ignoring him. Hello. And I saw Eric jumped in. How you doing, Robert? Hey. Good. Wow. <laughs> I need to ask more he's difficult a, questions. He's a, he's a man of few words, Donald yes. <laughs> You're having an economy with words there, Robert. Uh, hey, Eric, what's going on? Like hey, the Eric. picture. I hope everybody had a great weekend, of course. Yeah, it's what's a this? beautiful what's weekend. This? We're going we're gonna to have to pay six bucks a gallon of milk? Not yet. Not yet. That's, but then uh, 
you know, potatoes could come to ten dollars a pound. I'm just saying, there's uh, you know, things Dennis, coming through the pipeline. No, we, we, Dennis was, was extrapolating. Was, yes, yeah, <laughs> I do that quite a bit. Um, luckily, we don't have video of it, so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah well, Eric has got a got got the new. I see that. Out. I see that. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I changed changed up the pick the last couple of days. I'm probably gonna have to change often because, in order to stay two or three steps ahead of like the trolls that wanna steal and oh, hijack steal pictures, the pictures of us, uh, the trollers. Yeah, mm. they do. Oh, I, I I might have to start doing that too. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I've seen one with bananas on both sides of their heads, and I'm like, that's not Robert. Um, <laughs> bananas? That's a very well, poor attempt. I, very I, I poor didn't, know attempt. Could, didn't know you could use bananas as headphones. Oh, uh, well, you can literally strap a banana on anything, Robert, yeah, you, but I try um, not to. Yeah, we uh, talked about bananas the other day there, Robert, and no. uh, you can use them in your gag give, uh, gag uh, routines and <laughs> Um, they're a very versatile fruit. Yes, uh, yes, and radioactive as well. Yeah, radioactive. Okay, you know, they I are, just yes. I just realized something. I don't think BP comes in on Sunday nights. He it's, may not. I, it may be his off night because I yeah. know he was off yesterday. Yeah. Well, I I'm gonna have to do this little bit then that I he he sent something to uh, to the email bp's real good about it. he sends stuff all the time pictures and things some things I, I need to try to get posted but this particular thing just blew me away when i saw it today and i laughed of course when i first saw it and um and i was going to play it tonight just a little bit of it but um i hate i'll, I'll have to do it again probably on tuesday night i think he's uh, usually back in on tuesday but it's it's a <laughs> it's a little ditty that he sent. He found this thing. I think it's on uh, YouTube, I believe. And I'm going to play. It's 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 four almost five minutes long, but I'm only going to play maybe a little over, you know, a minute and a half or so, so you can get the gist of everything on there. <laughs> and uh, this is for you, Dennis Lee. <laughs> oh well. It's especially for you. I mean, I mean, now this is. Uh, something, uh, this must be scientific then. Uh, it certainly is. It's it's oh, something boy. considered scientific. All right, let me see if I can pull this off. I've never had to pull this up off of YouTube before, and see if I can make it work. Listen closely. Oh, we can barely hear it, Dollar Oh, okay. How's that? <laughs> I 
I'll tell you, Don Blaine, I appreciate that. Uh, I think I'm going to make that my ringtone. Um, really? I think I'm going to make uh, the ringtone. And we should actually use that as a segment in the show, and that'll be the segue. Um, that's awesome. That is awesome. That's, I wonder, who the have hell you not, that? You've not seen that before? Huh? No. Well, Uranus? Um, right. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, Who's it? Who sings the song? Who sings that? It, he he sent me this link to YouTube, and it's uh, by uh, let's see, it's it's titled "Non Nano War of Steel." Uranus featuring Michael Starr, who's also oh, called wow. Steel Panther, on Napalm oh, Records. Okay, okay, yeah, I've heard of Steel Panther. Okay, I got okay. you. Okay, but yeah, I mean that's a great familiar. rock and roll song. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, um, you, know you can't go can't, wrong with the planets. So. I, mean, I thought this has got to be a joke, but I, I think they were so serious because they mentioned serious. Pluto Mars. and Venus and uh, Mars. And Mars. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that always leads to Uranus. Very, <laughs> yeah, interstellar music. That's right, just <laughs> So I, I'm going to have to play this again when uh, oh, when uh, oh, yeah. BP's with us. But uh, I applaud his efforts. That's awesome. That so he, he was thinking about you. So oh, <laughs> or well. thinking, oh, here's another way to bring up that silly word again. So that's uh, funny. That's funny. Next time I do a music show, I'm going to play that when he comes into the room. <laughs> Um, so this one's for you yeah it's it's funny he he, well, he sends us a lot of one, stuff uh, robert that's good that's good oh wow we, we like what you we say like about to get me? stuff what what's that did you like that song robert yeah the planet uranus <laughs> yeah it's still even a planet's name oh yeah it is i mean they haven't <laughs> heard they, got they haven't I haven't canceled what it yet. What they, uh, they what they get rid of? Pluto. Yeah, Pluto got knocked down to just you know like a a piece of uh, just rock. Uh, it's no longer why because it's it's so far from the sun. Uh, that because you... well, you know Uranus is so much bigger. So they just said <laughs> Pluto. Look, if you can't be as big as Uranus, then uh, you're out. You're out. So probably Pluto could uh, fit in Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that was the. Hey, <laughs> uh, that was a. Oh, that's a bad good joke. One. That's a good one. I'm serious. Oh, where's uh, the drum roll? They always where's say, you know, how many Earths could fit in Saturn, or how many Earths could do. fit in. in... Uh, so, how many Plutos could fit in Uranus? Yeah, that's um, around... I knew. I knew we could lead Donald Wayne down to that hole. Um, well, or that um, I've been down that many. red cloud on Jupiter. Um, I could fit three Earths. Yeah, yes, this is true. This is true, Eric. I mean, we're being scientific oh. here. This is a real scientific yeah, well, discussion. This, yeah, this, I mean, it is. It is. Uh, uh, <clears throat> very good, gentlemen. Very good. And, and all of that. Welcome is everybody to Trice of, Talk. If you are enjoying tonight's show, please share, share that show out and grow our listening audience. And please click that follow button if you're new here. Um, and keep coming back and continue on with the show. Thanks, yeah, thank you, thank you, Eric. Yes, yeah, we're we trying have. to help you grow your audience. We we have to get oh, that yes. planetary uh, discussion out almost every show. 
Oh, um, well, you know. I'm gonna. I guess I can post that on uh, Facebook too, can I? I take that. You, oh yeah. Oh definitely. Yeah. I'll have yeah. to probably have some help doing it, but uh, I'll get that done and and so you can see the because the video is cute too. Watching watching these guys jump around. Oh, do they actually put your anus up there on the video too? Oh, that's funny. That's getting a little that's personal, funny. but I don't know how to answer that. No, they actually okay, start out with they actually start out with a guy stuffing spaghetti <laughs> in his mouth, and I I couldn't figure out oh my what that had to do with the planets, but well, you know the band is called Steel Panther, um, you know so yeah. I so, thought you know I I, I, I thought they, they sounded good. Yeah, they're not bad, you know. Can't do it justice here on on this format, but yeah, if you go to YouTube, you can listen to that. But I'll try to get that on on the uh, on our Facebook page for tomorrow because that's that's funny, <laughs> funny, funny, funny that we can't get away from planets. Um, well, this is part of everyday life, Donald Wayne. I think it's all because you had a story one time about it, and and from that point on, we can't get away from it here. There's no escaping Uranus, Donald Wayne. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. probably the last one I've mentioned. Yeah. So we can move on. <laughs> yes, well, just go right into your <laughs> next thing. Well, speaking of uh, Uranus, there's a story about old... Maxine Waters that ought to get everybody's blood boiling. Yeah. Um, and what she's been telling the BLM protesters, basically telling them to go ahead, get more confrontational. Um, that's exactly um, what we need um, to um, oh, yeah. end racism and, and stem the, the rhetoric. Um, way to go, Maxine. Um, so California representative, sorry there slightly, Maxine Waters joined protesters in Minnesota as demonstrations entered a seventh night on Saturday after the death of Dante Wright. Uh, Waters told the protesters at Brooklyn Center that she will fight for justice on their behalf and urge them to get more confrontational just one day after protests descended into violence. Um and it says, I'm not happy with what we've talked about police reform for so long. Water said, we're looking for a guilty verdict, she added, in regards to Derek Chauvin trial. If we don't, we cannot go away. We got to stay on the street, Waters was recorded saying, adding that protesters needed to get more confrontational and they should ignore the curfew in place. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, oh, yeah. Ignore another law. Just, yeah. Ignore another law. Well, you know, she wants to defund the police, too. So her comments sparked outrage on Twitter. Of course, she'll get away with saying that while anyone else would have been thrown in jail, Rick Centella tweeted. Another user tweeted, good grief, lady. Get the hell out of there. I actually said leave, get out of there, but damn. Uh, one person also accused Waters of stirring people up again with her calls for violence. Waters is planning on staying in town till Monday, so she'll be out of there tomorrow. According to CBS Minnesota, officials stated that there was a brief altercation between reporters and protesters as Waters was leaving on Saturday, the first reports of any skirmishes. The Pioneer Press reports demonstrators gathered Saturday afternoon at the home of Washington County Attorney Pete Orput, 
uh, responsible for the second-degree manslaughter charge against Kimberly Potter. The protester stood outside of Orpitt's home before marching through his neighborhood in Stillwater. Black Lives Matter activist Nakima Levy-Armstrong relayed that Orpitt left his home briefly to engage in a conversation with protesters. Protests have also been taking place in Chicago following the death of 13-year-old Adam Toledo, as well as New York City and across the rest of the United States. On Friday night, many protests across the nation started off peacefully before sporadic clashes broke out between BLM protesters and the police. The state is... uh, uh, um, the state is also the location of the trial of former police officer Derek Chauvin, charged in the death of George Floyd last year. The closing arguments in his trial are set for Monday, after which there could be a verdict and the potential for unrest based on that verdict. The University of Minnesota medical students and doctors also marched on the Brooklyn Center Police Department on Saturday, a day after it was the site of the uh, one of the most of the night's unrest. Peaceful protests on Friday developed into clashes between protesters and police with flashbangs and pepper spray utilized by the cops. There originally wasn't expected to be a curfew for the first time in several days before one was suddenly imposed during the night's demonstrations. Media members were briefly detained and 136 people were arrested. A temporary restraining order was filed to prevent police from arresting or harming journalists. Following feedback from media and in light of a recent temporary restraining order filed in federal court, MSP will not photograph journalists or their credentials, the Minnesota State Patrol said in a statement. There have been no reports of incidents involving members of the media on Saturday night at this point. According to the Washington Post, several protesters were arrested on Saturday night, um, but it's unclear what, why they were arrested as a protest of uh, about 100 was winding down to a close. But earlier in the day, there were peaceful protests across the nation, including Columbus, Ohio, and Fidel- uh, Philadelphia. According to NBC, Philadelphia crowds in that city walked through the city center towards City Hall peacefully in a protest that lasted for around uh, five hours. Nevertheless, some businesses did board up, which why wouldn't you? Uh, and about a thousand National Guard troops were preemptively deployed to help keep law and order. But um, way to go, Maxine Waters, uh, to you know, um, provoke peaceful, promote peaceful protest. Um, I just, I just don't get it. I just don't get it because when the shoes on the other foot. Oh, you know, the rhetoric and the racial, you know, overtones. I mean, just, it's, uh, it's, it's out of control. Maxine Waters, of all people, you know, uh, I did see where some reporters were chasing her inside some building and I could barely hear them say, so are you, are you saying that you support, uh, violence? And she turned around. I don't, of course, she has a mask on. And no, I don't support violence. No, you just encourage people to get in people's faces. What do you think is going to happen? Right. Yeah, I just don't get it. As much as um, they were on the Republicans last year, 
um, about rhetoric and all that kind of stuff for them to be promoting that now when they have total power uh, is just beyond me. So I don't know. I, I mean, this it's a, why it's is she a, still in office? You know, it's why a preview. Still, why she still have, why is she still a Senator? People just don't, I don't know. I don't know why some of these people, I don't know how they keep getting reelected. Come on. Come on, you, you complain about the government, yet you keep reelecting the same dinosaurs year after year or election after election. Well, um, uh, that's exactly the point, Donald Wayne. It, the, these politicians that keep getting reelected are a reflection of their constituency because I think the constituency, be that as it may, um, does not, you know, like you know, getting out of their so-called comfort zone. Well, what do they do? Just but, go. But sometimes you've got to do 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 things that make you uncomfortable, with, whether you whether you like it or not. They probably just stand there and and vote all all Democrat. You know, it doesn't matter who's on there. Um, you know, and I, I I agree with that that too. Just the name recognition, because that's all they know. Oh yeah, I, right. we recognize yeah. her all right. <laughs> well, and how sad for California that it has a representative. Um, to this degree of, of, of blatant disregard um, for law and order. Um, this is very sad. But, well, I mean, you can take a look at the representatives that are in that state. I mean, just look at San Francisco. I mean, it could be a, it could be a, a just a beautiful place. But um, they're just doing nothing to take care of what needs to be done. You know, um, it's, it's awful. It's just outright awful. And it's a sad preview of, you know, what what they're going to do if they gain more power, and we don't we don't correct our mistake from twenty twenty. Um, I was going to say since BP is here now, I mean, you missed it by what three four minutes. Well, you want to um, you want to get it you want to get it out for him again, and um, you know, we'll we'll do it Tuesday night. We'll do it. Okay. We'll do it again Tuesday night. I don't, I don't want to, I, I may try to get a little further into the song because actually there's three different, it, it mentions that there's three different sections of the song that kind of ties into other songs, other famous songs. So there's, there's three different versions of your anus. Oh God. I knew I shouldn't have even gone back there. No, no, it's, 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 it doesn't matter. We'll, 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 we'll play some more on, on Tuesday night's show, BP. Oh, I love it, BP. You're so uh, awesome. I, but I'm sure Dennis Lee will be playing with Uranus. Uh, oh, yes. On, on his. I'm just going to, you know, I got to get it on my phone now. Um, um, he does. Yeah, Donald Wayne, he takes the comment for the night. That was great. <laughs> Um, you'll have to listen to it, uh, BP, but that it was great. We we coerced him. You know, we, <laughs> you know, if you keep me going long enough, I'm just it's it's bound to come out. So they couldn't help it. So it uh, that that's was why great. I try to keep it short. Um, um, I'm just what? Where are we on our time wise? I tell you what. <laughs> let's just let's just go on to this day in history. 
And then I'll oh, save well. my, my two little clips for uh, later if we have time towards the end. Okay. Well, um, while we're speaking about California, um, on this day in history, April 18th, 1906, the great San Francisco earthquake topples buildings, killing thousands. Um, um, an earthquake estimated at close to 8.0 on the Richter scale strikes San Francisco, California, killing an estimated 3,000 people as it topples numerous buildings. The quake was caused by a slip of the San Andreas Fault over a segment about 275 miles long, and shock waves could be felt from southern Oregon down to Los Angeles. <clears throat> Excuse me. San Francisco's brick buildings and wooden Victorian structures were especially devastated. Fires immediately broke out and caused broken water mains, prevented, uh, prevented firefighters from stopping them. Firestorms soon developed citywide. At 7 a.m., U.S. Army troops from Fort Mason reported to the Hall of Justice. The Hall of Justice. And San Francisco Mayor E.E. E. Schmidt called for the enforcement of a dust-to-dawn curfew and authorized soldiers to shoot to kill anyone found looting would they dare say that these days apparently not um meanwhile in the face of significant aftershocks firefighters and u.s troops fought desperately to control the ongoing fire often dynamiting whole city blocks to create firewalls on april 20th 20,000 refugees trapped by the massive fire were evacuated from the foot of van ness avenue onto the uss chicago it's hard to think of our own U.S. citizens being refugees, isn't it? Um, by April 23rd, most fires were extinguished, and authorities commenced the task of rebuilding the devastated metropolis. It was estimated that some 3,000 people died as a result of the great San Francisco earthquake and the devastating fires it inflicted upon the city. Almost three, uh, almost 30,000 buildings were destroyed, including most of the city's homes and nearly all the central business district. And that was this day in history, April 18th, 1906. Gee. Well, guess what's next? Oh, well, let me, <laughs> let me, hey boys, um, I don't know what you're doing over there, but you might want to try and join in here. They uh, may be insulted after you bumped them last time. Well, I did. Um, but, you know, we were trying to change it up a little bit. And, um, look, you know, just calm down. Why do y'all have to be so sensitive? <laughs> hey, Tron Gat. Let's see here. Are they asleep? Uh, they are out on a smoke break. Ah, uh, what we legal stuff? Uh, well, one of them's got glaucoma. <laughs> I do. Huh. Uh, well, uh, maybe he has a I severe mean, case really. of glaucoma. My goodness. Uh, here we go. Each and every day of 
They sounded right. a little rusty, didn't they? Was it just me, maybe? I, I think it was the horse, uh, horseness. You know, the horse. Off that smoke break <laughs> a little too soon. Yes, the horse. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the great been, steed. They've been uh, playing with the horse. Okay. Well, allegedly. Uh, so it's still Sunday. So these are uh, <clears throat> national calendar days, days for <clears throat> tomorrow, Monday, April the 19th. The first one is National Amaretto Day. And did oh, you know the word amaretto in Italian means a little bitter? Oh, I thought it meant something different. I'm sure. Uh, because it's made <laughs> from bitter almonds or apricot kernels. I have no idea what an apricot kernel is. I didn't know apricots had a kernel. I, I didn't either. Or, That's a... or they can make it from both. And they infuse yeah. them with pure alcohol or brandy, which results in the strong almond flavor of amaretto so um next one is national garlic day you like garlic oh yeah um, it's very good it's very oh. good for you very good for you maybe not good for your friends or people close to you at that particular anybody time. that sucks blood um, but i guess if everybody's eating gargle gargling gar 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 are you gargling with your garlic donald wayne if everybody's eating garlic it doesn't matter what they do but this i love gargling <laughs> just created a new vegetable okay this day celebrates a, ve a vegetable i didn't also known as the stinking rose so <laughs> <laughs> did you know that I thought that was something else too <laughs> <laughs> the fragrant oh, and potent gosh. root has been seasoning for dishes for thousands of years uh, then it says garlic is a member of the lily family uh, and are, uh, as are onions and leeks and shallots <laughs> not, not gene shallot but what what is wrong? You need to stay away from those guys. <laughs> Some of that smoke has drifted into the think studio. It's a, uh, contact high. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll be quiet. Uh, myth and superstition reek of garlic. The most familiar one suggests that garlic wards off vampires. I guess we all know that one. The same theory seemed to work on witches, werewolves, demons, and other such evils one could come across. Folklore also tells us that garlic grew from Satan's left footprint when he left the Garden of Eden. I'd never heard that one. So I don't know that I want to eat anything that came from Satan's footprint, but. Oh, goodness. No, that's part of it. All right. Next thing on the list is National Hangout Day. Now, what would you think oh. Na National Hangout Day is about? Um, it's well, a quiz, it's about getting together with friends and loved ones. One would think, wouldn't you? Well, actually, oh, no. it's not. This is a day that encourages communities to learn about the benefits, both financially and environmentally, of using a clothesline for drying your laundry. Um, wow. According to Project, yeah, I thought it was hanging out with friends, too. According to the Project Laundry List, there's actually a a company named that it's a website clothes dryers account for an astonishing six to 10% of residential energy consumption. Um, especially if you have an electric dryer, hanging your clothes out to dry also includes these other benefits. You will reduce your carbon footprint 
Well, that ought to be a big thing. Uh, I'm sure liberals haven't thought about that one or they would insist that we do away with uh, clothes dryers. Uh, you will save money. Uh, the fresh air and sunshine recharge our bodies in therapeutic ways. I guess that's why you're out there hanging up the laundry and, um, right. clo- clothes dried on a clothesline have a natural freshness. So you don't have to use bounty, <sighs> although well, they're they not quite smell. as soft. Hmm? They do have that certain smell to it. I remember growing up putting the clothes out on a clothesline and oh yeah, before we were as polluted as we are now, they say, and, uh, it had a very fresh scent. Yeah, I wouldn't think living inside of Atlanta or Los Angeles, you know, probably would be a great thing to hang your laundry outdoors. But, you know, and, and away from the major cities, I, I bet it would. I, I can remember that smell as a kid with my grandmother hanging the hanging the sheets, especially. Of course, I remember uh-huh. many times running through the sheets and sometimes pulling them down on the ground and getting in trouble for that. But. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's also National <laughs> North Dakota Day. Uh, did you know North, North Dakota, Dakota is known as the Peace Garden State? I don't know if anybody listening to us lives in North Dakota, but the it was Peace the Garden State. The Peace Garden State. It was the 39th mm. state to be admitted to the Union. And Theodore Roosevelt visited North Dakota in 1883 and fell in love with the Badlands and the outdoor life there. In fact, um, mm. that's what got him into conservation efforts as making that trip to North Dakota. And the last thing on the list, and this one's, you know, a sad note, it's National Oklahoma City Bombing Commemoration Day. It was mm-hmm. on April the 19th in 1995 that um, the Oklahoma City bombing happened in of course uh i think it was alfred p murray federal building in downtown oklahoma city it remained the most destructive act of terrorism on american soil until september 11th uh that blast claimed 168 lives that day including 19 children under the age of six i think there was a daycare there in the there was yeah Yeah. there was and it injured more than 680 people that day so yeah, that, that happened on April the 19th, 1995. Jeez. And that's it. All right. Let me get. And oh, then, look, of course, the, the bombers of that, like T- Timothy McVeigh, he was later executed in the year 2001. And, and his co conspirator, <laughs> Terry Nichols, I believe, is currently serving life without the possibility of parole in federal prison. Right. You know if it was uh, if they hung him or his injection or, or electric. It was lethal uh, injection um, because yeah. the common, you know, forms of death penalty in America these days. If if it's not lethal injection, the other one would be the electric chair. I think so. You know, they always called the electric though. chair old Sparky. Well, you know that they um, they could send them their Cummings. Um, in France, they were still <laughs> beheading people in the seventies, uh, up until the late seventies. I they think I remember us talking about that one yeah. time. Yeah, still. Using I think in Utah they have a type of death penalty called the firing squad. Oh, really? Oh. Um, and and you got to be on par with um, like with the whole like shoot to kill thing on the um execution by firing squad. Oh. Hmm. 
Well, I bet we could sign some folks up to that. Um, to watch or be or stand in front of one. Uh, no, to to actually pull the trigger. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, look, boys, we're not talking about you. Come on in here. Yeah, don't get your part done with her. <laughs> Appreciate that, boys. Yes, thank you, Make boys. Sure you take that satchel out with you when you leave. Um, <laughs> that, okay. Very good. That uh, pipe. <laughs> yeah, we can't have that around here. Okie doke. So you you've got something about <laughs> tossing? Oh, am I? Am I? I'm I think. Oh yes. If I I'm do, looking yeah. correctly. <clears throat> yeah, I was looking wrongly. Um, let's see here. Um, yeah, there's a story about a. Um, speaking of France, there's a story from the insider. Who's a. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, goodness. Oh, no. Bless you. Bless, Bless you. me. Thank you. My <laughs> goodness. Um, possibly. You hate it when that happens. I do. Um, that's a scary thing to have happen to you <laughs> these days. Yeah. And swear it's allergies. Um, we can toss Pluto. Inside. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a story by uh, Joshua Zitzer, a neighbor who tossed an elderly Jewish woman off a balcony while yelling, Alu, uh, Allahu. Uh, <laughs> what? Allah Akbar. Yeah, Allahui. Allahu. <laughs> Have you ever known I anybody know yell Allahui? That's uh, supposed to be a funny story, but that, <laughs> you just turned it into one. Uh, I didn't mean to. God rest her soul. Uh, yeah. Toss her off a balcony while yelling, Alu Akbar avoids trial because he smoked weed, um, which is this story is really an outrage. Um, Kobali Traori admitted to murdering his neighbor, Sarah Halimi, in 2017. He shouted, Allah Akbar, or God is great in Arabic, and I killed the devil shortly before throwing her off the balcony of her third-floor Paris apartment, the New York Times said. On Wednesday, the Court of Cassation... France's final court of appeal affirmed two prior judgments that ruled that Traore could not be held criminally responsible for his actions because he was in a state of drug-induced psychosis. He just smoked a joint. Traore, a drug dealer, smoked pot every day for 13 years and had up to 15 joints a day. Israel Hayom reported, toxicology, uh, uh, toxicology analysis revealed the presence of cannabis in his blood on the day he was arrested, the French newspaper Liberation said. The court noted that a person is not criminally, criminally responsible if suffering at the time of the event from psychic or neuropsychic disturbance that has eliminated all discernment or control 
the Times said, well, there are going to be a lot of people moving to France. Whether the disturbance was brought on through voluntary drug use is not a legally important distinction, the court said. In December 2019, President Emmanuel Macron uh, made a rare intervention by criticizing the Paris Appeals Court for saying that Troyer was unfit for trial. Even if, in the end, the judge decided that there was no criminal responsibility, there is a need for a trial, Macron said in 2020. The country's top magistrates then criticized Macron for impacting the independence of the justice system, the Times of Israel reported. The ruling has angered French politicians and France's France's Jewish community, the largest in Europe. Dozens of French senators have reacted by proposing a revision to the law that exonerates a crime due to a drug-induced psychosis, the New York Times said. I mean, so if you're high on dope and you feel the need to, you know, which I've never seen anybody who was high on marijuana act out in violence of any sort. Yes, Unless kinda. you were taking away their bag of Oreos. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Yeah, for this guy. But, I mean, he was smoking 15 joints a day. That's whew, that's a lot. It must be weak over there. So, um, <laughs> you know, and then he's like, well, uh, you know, I'm not worried. I mean, you know, what are they going to do? They're going to, you know, they're not going to give me the death penalty because I'm out of my mind. I'm severely high and incapacitated. You know, so just, uh, you know, uh, a note to the wise, if you're over in France and you feel the need, you've got to commit a crime like that, you better get stoned before you do it, and then it won't matter. So they just uh, wrote the key to the book for uh, serial killers over there. How about that? What a, what a, what a freaking bunch of hooey. France has always been just a little bit weird you know, with some of their laws, but you know, I mean, these are the Jeez. people that chop people's heads off. So what? Well, they did, you know, <clears throat> in, in well, front of people too, you know. So third story, huh? Yeah, three stories. That, yeah, I mean, that's still a, a good bit of a drop. Second story, maybe you just break a leg or something, but. And this was an elderly lady too, so I got a feeling that it was probably laced with something <clears throat> to just to for him to be violent. Or he well, just, I mean, even if it wasn't, he was smoking fifteen joints a day. I mean, really? So, must not have had a job. <laughs> must must well, have been uh, home well, all the dr- time. He did actually. He did have a job, Donald Wayne. He was a drug dealer. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Well, but, you know, or a tester. You know, Maybe he was a tester. I think one of the rules is don't get high on your own supply. So, I mean, he was already on the losing end there. So, maybe he was desperate. I don't know. Maybe she. I don't know. I'm. I'm going to leave that story alone. Sure. That's it's <laughs> okay. a. It's a tragedy. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, France needs to get it together. Well, all right. Um, my first story is from uh, Mike Huckabee's morning edition newsletter for April the 17th, which was um, 
that was uh, Saturday, I guess. Um, the title of this piece is "We Need to Take This Seriously." And he's it's it's really going to refer to um, a blog that was done by a um, superintendent of a school district, and I'll have to get back that down here well i'll get to that in a minute but uh huckabee makes a comment and then we'll go into that blog that this superintendent posted um in the wake of george floyd's death the superintendent of webster grove school district in missouri engaged in some of the currently popular virtue signaling and white guilt mongering by writing a blog post claiming that the school district contributes to inequitable systems which clearly disadvantage black students and practice white privilege. The following is reportedly the blog he posted on the Webster Grove School District website. This guy, evidently, I saw several posts that he did about other things, but this is supposed to be one that he posted. Now, this is June the 30th uh, last year, uh, not long after the George Floyd. I think that occurred in April or May. But um, he felt a need to post this after that happened. It says, Dear WGSD family, our community, our region, our country, and our world are hurting. So are many of you. The world has once again witnessed the brutal execution of an innocent black man, George Floyd. The police officers involved deserve to be punished to the fullest extent possible. All over the world, people are protesting not only the killing of George Floyd, but the police killings of many other unarmed black people over time. No different than the educational system, the criminal justice system is broken. Unlike a car that returns to full functionality after the repair or replacement of a broken part, systems designed to benefit some and not all require dismantling and rebuilding. I'm not saying that all police officers are bad or all educators are bad, but they, we, operate within systems that by their outcomes clearly privilege one race over another. It's undeniable. To our black family members, I can't begin to imagine the physical and mental toll of living life in a society so steeped in racism. I can't imagine the exhaustion and worry you have yourself and that you feel for your family and loved ones. And it's so unfair that I can't. To our white family members, it's essential that our actions match our stance when it comes to addressing racism in our homes, workplaces, community, and in ourselves. While many of us are quick to judge and express outrage at a criminal justice system that harms and even kills African Americans on a regular basis, it's critically important to demonstrate the same level of outrage and advocacy within our spheres of influence and control. If we only express disgust and outrage when innocent black men and women, adults and children are brutally killed in front of us, then we're doing more harm than good. If we curse and criticize the criminal justice system's brokenness that led to the killings of Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, and George Floyd and countless others, yet fail to see the same level of brokenness in the system in which we live and work, then we're doing more harm than good. If we cast blame and condemnation on others without acknowledging the role we play 
in perpetuating such systems, we do more harm than good. As your superintendent and as a white man, I must hold myself and our school system to a greater level of accountability in how we see and support our black children, staff, and parents, and how our work is leading to the dismantling of the inequitable systems and structures within our district. The success and well-being of our black children can be the only barometer of our progress, not efforts. Clearly, we have much work to do, and we will. Signs it with care, John. He never puts his last name on there. So Huckabee finishes he comments just on that. A short comment. He, that superintendent, John Simpson, probably thought that talk was cheap, but he might soon learn differently. There's a group called Parents Defending Education says his blog post is a public admission that the school district, which he represents, practices racial discrimination in violation of Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. So they filed a federal civil rights complaint. The group's president, Nicole Neely, said that when the head of a public school openly admits to running a racist system while taking state and federal money, that's illegal. She said that many people told her the Biden administration wouldn't take the complaint seriously. But I hope that is not the case because civil rights are not a partisan issue. A huge salute to her and her organization for holding liberal officials to the same standards they impose on everyone else. Seems to me that the Biden administration now has two choices. Either take the complaint seriously and launch an investigation, as the Trump administration did against Princeton under similar circumstances, or admit that all public self-flagellation from white liberals about systemic racism and white privilege is just a lot of divisive political theater that they don't really take seriously. I look forward to either outcome. And that's the take on that. Did you say self-flatulations? <laughs> no, I didn't say it. Uh, Huckabee said, said self-flagellation. Oh, okay. All right. Flagellation. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, that wasn't I, I i i don't usually expand just, on other people's comments um well no yeah i get it but it also there was also another little uh flyer attached to the same like the next day they were having a rally at school and it was supposedly by a bunch of students and um they were going to have a, a like a a meeting on on racism in their community and it said at the bottom, this this is for the speakers at the uh, the event only. And there's not going to be we're not going to be taking any comments from anybody in the audience. So basically, they were going to tell you what they think things are like there. And then you know, people weren't going to be allowed to to uh, comment on anything that they comment on. So mm -hmm. it's just it's just weird that uh, uh this is a superintendent of a school system who is basically saying that his school district is racist and, and their, their attitudes and their policies within that system are racist. And that's right. why this group, which this group is not, you know, the, the group that's going, that's filed that, um, 
that suit, they're, they're not a liberal group. They're a conservative group, but they're doing it because the guy left himself out there hanging. It probably won't go anywhere. Like, like you said, but, um, it's part of what our school systems are going through across the country in various regions where all of a sudden they want to, they're, they're saying that the school systems are failing. That it's, and they want to revamp everything. The, the woke community, uh, right. the critical race theory, which I've, I've done a couple of mini pods on and I have a few more to do about this critical race theory. It's a scary scary thing if if you read it and especially now that it seems to be in the minds of a lot of educators across the country they're basically wanting to tell our kids you know that this country has been racist from the beginning and we need to eradicate all of that for us to to move on and be a better country but you know I got news like I said before it's a good thing I don't have kids in school anymore but I still care about it because I care about other people's kids, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, the government doesn't have a right to educate our children in, in, in those kind of aspects. We send them to school to teach them the things that they need to learn, you know, to have a career, uh, math and science and English. And, you know, of course I'm afraid for them to teach them history anymore, but, um, right. This kind of stuff, this, this is beginning to take up a, a good portion of the curriculum in some of the schools. Even private schools are doing this, this critical race theory. So, but for some school superintendent to, to admit this, I mean, he kind of left his door open. And uh, I think somebody's just trying to slap his hand and say, you know, you made a mistake there, buddy. Hmm. I feel sorry for people who have kids in school. It's a mess. Back to you, Dennis Lee. <laughs> well, well, um, you know, so we'll we'll jump to something a little different now. Uh, oh, now for something, a lot different. Now for now for something completely different. Um, is an article in Newsweek by uh, Karsha Laharia. That a passenger strips naked and screams at staff about life jackets on a flight. Oh, yeah. This is a real deal. A passenger on an Air Asia flight bound to New Delhi created a ruckus over a life jacket earlier this month, allegedly putting on putting the best on before calling it a bomb. When confronted by the cabin crew, he responded bizarrely by stripping off his clothes. The incident took place on April 6th on flight number I-5722, which took off from (laughs) Kempagoda International Airport and was forced to make an early landing. An inebriated guest aboard I-5722 behaved in an inappropriate manner, including with a cabin crew on duty in flight. The guest was advised repeatedly and paid heed only after multiple requests by crew members and a cold chill. An Air Asia spokesperson told the Hindu, um, 
I threw the cold chill in there. A passenger aboard the flight told news agency ANI the passenger first started by arguing with the cabin crew about the life jacket and then started misbehaving. After this, the staff on the flight tried to calm him down, but in the meantime, he started stripping and took off (laughs) all the clothes one right after the other. The cabin crew, with the help of other passengers, tried to control the situation and calm the passenger down, but the task proved difficult. The flight How do you tackle a naked landing. person? Um, well, Especially I a mean, naked man. <laughs> you got to figure out which you know way you're going to go. Um, I got the shoulders. Know, from, the, from the side, <laughs> I don't know. Um, the flight made an early landing after the pilot was informed about the commotion. Um, Soon after landing, the passenger was handed over to the police with the help of CISF, and a a complaint was filed against him. He was drunk, basically, according to the New Indian Press. Um, An inquiry is underway to determine whether he should be banned from flying and placed on a no-fly list, the spokesperson added. Uh, You think? Um, the Directorate General of Civil Aviation, the GG, DGCA rules, allow for a ban of three months to a lifetime for passengers who misbehave on board a plane and risk the safety of the aircraft and passengers, reported the uh, Hindu. Um, Air Asia is the first foreign airline in India to set up a subsidiary and is a joint venture between Malaysia Air Asia Berhad and Indian conglomerate Tata Sons. Um, fights on a flight happen more often than such, as one earlier this week where a video recorded a Tunisian Tunisian Air flight TU two sixteen showed a full blown hair pulling fight over space and overhead bin. I remember seeing that one. It was a guy, and and this this lady like jumped in front of him and grabbed the overhead bin and he just outright punched her in the face and started grabbing her hair and like smacking her head into the seat or something. Um, and this and originated where out of India? This is like, yeah, it was over in India. <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, I would expect a little more calm on that side of, uh, on that side of town, but uh, my goodness. Um, people stripping and, you know, ripping people's hair out. I don't know what's going on. What's in the drinks over there? Must be I'm so glad I don't fly anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? But, um, I, don't know. I mean, what do you do when somebody starts taking off their clothes? Um, well, Hopefully, there's, maybe somebody has a taser on board. I mean, well, you don't we, have to you know, touch were, they, were they giving them tequila? I don't know. Well, you know, uh, it, isn't that a, true that, uh, as, you know, higher altitude uh, allows you to get drunk? Um, you have to watch your alcohol as, you, as your altitude increases. That's what they say, but I mean, you know. I, I don't know, know if that's been know, proven. Never, but Never done any. I mean, I've never had more than myself. one of those little, little tiny bottles uh, on a flight myself yeah. anyway. Yeah, one, you know, good stiff drink. That's about it. 
<laughs> and then, uh, oh, we're we're climbing another ten thousand feet higher than we expected. Uh, so, well, let's uh, go ahead and throw <laughs> one for every thousand feet we climb, Johnny, and see where we go from there. Because I'm gonna get naked. Um, there's a yeah, man I don't know. on the wing, <laughs> <laughs> and he's naked. <laughs> Can you imagine the, the, the word up to the captain from the flight crew? Uh, I'm sorry, but we appear to have a naked man in the aisle <laughs> back in seat 10A. Uh, what should we do? Don't touch him, <laughs> whatever you do. My God, spray him down. Uh, I just. Lord, I don't know. They should probably mean, carry a taser. I mean, I, you just have to tase him. We went. Um, we went. 40, 50, 60 years in this country without having those kind of things go on. And now all of a sudden, it's, it's like an epidemic. Well, they say, you know, also, too, if they did tase them, they, you know, they say that your bowels and, and uh, <laughs> well, you're, you're, you kind of go off on their own. So would that be a side if you're in the seat, you know, because you're still seated and then they tase them and then okay. they just, um, right. my goodness. You know what you insinuated just, there. <laughs> It's possible. <laughs> Where do but you find these stories? Is that <laughs> look? That was on the front page <laughs> of of what? Mad magazine. This is out. Of, this is out of Newsweek. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he, the naked man made the front page. I mean. I used to like to get the USA Today when I would stay in a in a hotel. That I always thought that was kind of a neat paper in the beginning. But well, the unfortunate thing just stuck. He didn't have any pants on, so it would just be poopy. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I could see some people refusing to clean that up. Oh well, I want them to land the plane immediately, <laughs> or. Yeah, you know, clean up on aisle up first class. The only yeah. aisle. I don't care that first class is full. You're going to have to set me up there somewhere. Have you ever flown? Have you ever flown first class? I have once. Yes. Yeah. Did you? Oh, good. Uh, I've never been able uh, to do that. The companies I work for, was, you know, it's lucky I. Well, I it was it. actually on a. It was on a standby. It was an ex-relative that um, used to work at De that worked at Delta, and I was on a standby flight. And apparently, that's like for whatever you can get, and it ended up getting me a first class first class ticket. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Leather seats and fine dining, and did you get a little champagne while you were up there? No, there was no fine champagne, but. Um, they did call it the golden room. I don't know what that meant. So. <laughs> what, uh. what, what, what airlines were you on? <laughs> the bunny airlines? Those, I think it was Virgin Airlines. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you've got some, uh, some sticks and picks yourself there, don't you there, Donald Wayne? Some what? <laughs> what? What kind of sticks? I 
I'm I'm looking. I don't know. I'm looking I'm for reading. notes on that one. I'm um, just oh, okay. All right. Naps. Yeah, I don't. I was just in one of those moods tonight. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I mean, I hate to follow something serious behind your little ditty there, but well, we have to break it up, Donald Wayne. I mean, because um, we won't so have anything serious. funny to follow that up with unless we play the Uranus song again. Um, oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, just just a couple of quick uh, Twitter audios that I I found. One actually, I found one before the other. It was one was Charles Barkley that I thought was interesting. It's short, and but then there's another one here by Brandon Tatum. It's it's somebody that uh, I think obviously has a podcast, and he's commenting on Dante Wright. It's it's real short. Both of them are short, so I'm going to play those. And if, if if you have any comment or if we have time to comment, we will. Otherwise, we'll uh, start closing. Let me see if I can get this right here. Since I had it prepped for earlier, let's do that. Well, he stopped on me. (laughs) This is why we need the engineer. I think where is we're going to have the media consistently lying. I know. All right. That we see a trend of the media consistently lying and painting these rosy pictures of people, making them out to be average black citizens. So everybody's terrified. Let me tell you something. And and I need to be very clear about this. If you are a law abiding citizen and you ain't committing crimes and doing crazy stuff, you don't lead, lead a life of chaos, confusion, and, and, and lawlessness, you won't, you will never end up like Dante. You, this is, this is a mathematical equation. If you do what I'm about to explain to you and show you what Dante is doing and others like him, this can be an expected end for you. It's either by cop. It's either by another gangbanger. Or I think that we see a. Okay. That was, um, That was uh, Brandon Tatum. All right. This other other one's by Charles Barkley. He's on, uh, it looks like some sports program, but it's posted by the Daily Caller. And he's got an interesting comment here. If I can, it's one of these where I have to run past the ads real quick. Can you hum a little word there for me, Dennis? Oh, here he is. Uh, who's that now. sportscaster? Remember love, from Dallas? We love um, Dale Hansen. Oh, gosh. No, he had his father that was a sportscaster before him. Well, it doesn't really matter unless you're from Dallas. But he's on. it's showing him. He says something, and then Charles Barkley starts talking. Shared that news, how painful it was. Yeah, but the one thing I took out of that piece was, man, I think most white people and black people are great people. I really believe that in my heart. But I think our system is set up where our politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, are designed to make us not like each other so they can keep their grasp of money and power. They divide and conquer. 
I truly believe in my heart most white people and black people are awesome people, but we're so stupid following our politicians, whether they are Republicans or Democrats. And their only job is, hey, let's make these people not like each other. We don't live in their neighborhoods. We all got money. Let's make the whites and blacks not like, like each other. Let's make rich people and poor people not like each other. Uh, let's, let's scramble the middle class. I truly believe that in my heart. Sure. That's an interesting comment that I've heard a lot of people say here lately. And I think we've talked about it before too, that there are people in this country that their whole life revolves around keeping this racial strife going in this country. Because if, if these problems are solved, these people don't have a purpose anymore. It's all and about the money is what it is. It, it is. And, um, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's nice to see other people say these things. And Charles Barkley is, is I, I've heard him say some, some good things before, but it's just interesting. I think more and more people are getting, the nerve, either they're getting the nerve to say how they really feel about this garbage going on today, or uh, they're just fed up to the point where they feel like they need to speak up. And, uh, you know, we need more of them. We need more people speaking out and letting us know how they really feel and not being afraid to, to express themselves about the issues that we're dealing with. Agreed. That's all I got to say about that. Um, well, all right. Dennis Lee. Well, bye, Skippy. Skippy. Um, I guess we're ready for Eric to to plug away. We're at a loss. We don't normally finish. Finish up a little early. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, we. Uh, usually 90 minutes is about, about like the best length to run, but sometimes we go over and sometimes, you know, we don't always make it a full 90 minutes, but it depends on like the flow of the show and the, and the stories that get discussed. It's a shame we ran out of time that we can't do that song again, but we'll, we'll do it again. Well, I mean, we do have a few extra minutes. Here, we do, you're right about that, Jess, tonight being efficient. <laughs> um let's do it tuesday we'll do it at the top of the show yeah. on tuesday or or whenever uh bp comes in on tuesday i'm right after slightly serious yes there you go all right eric well um if your name is moxie if your name is jess duck or bp 49 or robert from the mr clean show or corazon or lady me or Jeremy from Cummings Culture, Tron Cad, or, or Corey, a.k.a. C-Rock, the dude Sean, or Sermenti, or Barrington, or, or Boney, or anybody else who um, entered this live cast. We appreciate you spending, spending your Sunday evening or early Monday morning with us. Um, and we, we look forward to seeing you again on our next live episode of, of Trice Talk. And thank you, of course, to the Trice Talk listeners listening to this published episode on download. But in the meantime, um, if, to, to those on Podbean Live, um, great podcast shows to be on lookout for 
starting at 6 a.m. Eastern time. You've, um, but before I go to the, the rest of the schedule, our good friend Robert of the Mr. Clean Show, he's on live right now. So if anybody's interested in, in jamming to some great music, jump over there to see him. Um, at 6 a.m. Eastern time, I believe our good friend Larry, a.k.a. Freedom Warrior, will be going live with the Freedom Fighter podcast. And, and by, when I last looked at the live live schedule, it looks like Ralph William is scheduled to go live at 8 a.m. Eastern time, if not before. So definitely be on lookout for his mor- morning podcast. 10 a.m. Eastern time, you've got the chit-chat with the old man from the old man's podcast with Dina, Joe, and Eric. And that'll be followed at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time by the Monday edition of the John DeVito Show. And hopefully coming soon, John DeVito will be <clears throat> working on on new installments in his Get to Know Your Podcasters series. And, and candidates we're looking at include Torch from the Take Flight podcast and maybe even Corey and Mike Tampa Bay from the um, Uncommon Sense podcast as well as, um, as like, like – um, Turtle from the Talks of Turtle podcast, um, you know, and and a few more great podcast friend, friends that um, he would like like to have featured. Um, and on Podbean Daytime, you you can certainly always be on the lookout for the Milk Dog Twenty Twenty show and 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 other shows that are on it. Impromptu times include Lady Me's A Day in the Life of Me podcast, as well as Lara and Lou's Communication Station and Accidental Chaos and pink squirrels uh, whose podcast is this anyway and on tuesday and thursday evenings you you've got laura and pink squirrels collaboration podcast did you say something and on on monday evenings the Un- uncommon sense talk show and and also be on the lookout for Corey to do you know, impromptu like mu- music shows during at other times during the week and then torch to do his take flight podcast most evenings around 9 or 10 p.m eastern time um Weekdays at seven p.m. Oh, excuse me. Weekdays around three p.m. Eastern time. You've um, Wednesday to Friday. Excuse me, around three p.m. Eastern time. You've got Frankie D's crib. Weekdays around seven p.m. Eastern time. You've got Cummings's culture, and also m- most most nights at eight p.m. Eastern time. You've got Chuck and Billy's night your cup of tea. And nine thirty p.m. Eastern time every weeknight. You've got the slightly serious show, and um, and also be on the lookout for Chris to do his his um. Forgotten Tunes music show during the week as well, and coming soon, he he will have like um a re a retooled podcast called, called simply the Forgotten, if not the Forgotten Voices, where you know we he will have conversations with um people who have have survived abusive situations, including like friends of his from the Agape School to to share their stories about the boarding school abuses and 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 in hopes that it might help people who have gone through very similar situations. And then by the weekend, you'll have names like Chris Unplugged with two Ps on a podcast, David with Mysteries of the Paranormal, Captain Jimmy with um, the Pirate Radio podcast, the Lyrical Laxatives, the It's Doomsday podcast, and the Turfy Show, and 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 a host of other great shows. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and now here's Dennis Lee, and he's going to tell you how you can get in touch with both Tristock and Tall Tales and Rumpole and the live cast schedule and where you can find previously published episodes. Thanks, Eric. Well, thank you so much, Eric. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. If you would like to, you know, um, tweet us, then go on to Twitter at Tristalk WG moon. And if you'd like to give us suggestions of, uh, for the show or, 
you know, send us articles or uh, complaints or pictures and try to keep them clean, uh, do that at tristalk69pts at gmail.com. You can also find the a lot of the articles that we post and all the shows are published on Facebook at Tristalk. And we're also on Spotify at Tristalk and Amazon Music at Tristalk. And we're on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern with impromptu uh, shows and mini pods um, there in between. And I have to say, Donald Wayne, the mini pods have been explosive. Um, you're getting a, a, a lot of uh, looks into the mini pods. So keep it up, sir. I appreciate keep it. it up. Um, and then if you'd like to get weird and you just can't keep your anus off your mind, oh. then come on over to Tall Tales in the Rabbit Hole and we'll take care of that for you. No sickos are allowed, though. We'll kick you right off and you'll never be allowed back in again. Um, and we come on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday also at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, thereabouts, with impromptu shows um, in between those times. And... Look, we, we love you. We couldn't do it without uh-huh. you, and um, we appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. And uh, we would also like to extend a special shout-out to Pert Wee and his wife, Honeybee, um, during this like COVID dilemma that, as some of you might be aware of, um, Honeybee is currently hospitalized, and um, and, and, and I think the pro- prognosis um, it, during the ne- next 24 to 48 hours, um, doctors are having to watch very carefully. Um, so please keep Honeybee and Pertwee in your thoughts and prayers, if you will. Yeah, we, we said something about that at the beginning of the show, Eric, before you got in exactly. here. But uh, so is she? Yeah, I just want to remind she, people: is she doing? Is she? Is she stable? Um, I would hope so. I haven't gotten any further updates, but as far as I know, both of them are still alive. Okay. Okay. Well, what, I mean, definitely I, in our prayers. We were talking about it. I think she visited our show last week it may have been the week before so has this just been recently? Last, this last week yeah um she, she yeah the, it, it 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 just came on like that it seems goodness well please keep us updated and yes we will keep them both in our prayers um um hopefully our good friend slightly will give us an update th- this week on his show yeah all right. Good our, night. Love you and God bless and look forward to talking at you again soon and seeing you around Podbean. Yeah, we appreciate everybody joining us tonight. And um, the closing thought is a short one. Found a bunch of short ones here lately. And this one is a perfect metaphor for my life would be someone trying to stand up in a hammock. Now, if you've ever... <laughs> if you ever You've ever been in a hammock and tried to stand up in it? That would probably describe some of our lives. Certainly mine. Indeed. <laughs> so uh, with that thought, I'm going to try to get the uh, fallout boys to get us out of here. And uh, hopefully I got the lights, Donald Wayne. <laughs> you got the, boy, they scared me there. They jumped in there real quick. Stay safe, everybody. I'll return up the light. See you next time.